you know, in all my years of serving the local church, I've only tried to talk one individual into not leaving the church that I heard maybe leaving. It was actually a man and his wife. And uh, after I tried to talk him into staying, I regretted it. <laughs> so what do you do when you hear that somebody is leaving the church? We'll talk about that today on the Pastor's Leadership Podcast. You're listening to the Pastor's Leadership Podcast, where ministry leaders of all ages gather to listen to relevant conversations about leadership and effective ministry to God's people across the globe. Each episode is brought to you by Pastors Leadership Network and PLN Mastermind Groups, where leaders meet together to sharpen iron, encourage, inspire, and help each other grow closer to the Lord while growing their ministries. Now here's your host, PLN founder and pastor, Les Hughes. So what do you do when people leave the church? You know, if you have the heart of a pastor, and if you're listening to this, you there's a good chance that you do. You don't like to see people leave your fellowship. I mean, for whatever reason. A true heart of a shepherd, we want to believe that we can minister to everyone that our church is a loving and a friendly place and that we are loving and friendly as uh and and that we do our our job as ministers of the gospel to to advance the gospel and make disciples and and uh everything that we're called to do and most of the time when we hear about somebody that's leaving the church i mean it comes as a surprise even if it shouldn't you know and often the pastor is the last one to know because people either think that we're, I mean, maybe they're embarrassed or people just don't like to confront or um, maybe they don't feel like we're approachable. There could be tons of reasons that people don't talk to you before they leave. So I want to share some things with you that I really believe are going to be encouraging. Um, maybe not all of them will be easy to listen to, but I do think when we're all when it's all said and done that you'll be encouraged by this and hopefully be able to share it with some others. Recently, in one of our pastor's cohorts, one of the one of the members of the group said that um making a long story short, I'll kind of just give you the, the summary of the details. Bottom line is there was a a, a neighboring church who uh, had let go an individual that was on staff, a high-profile staff member. It was it was pretty ugly between this person and the um, and the senior pastor. I don't mean that it was ugly like they had long fight or anything like that. It just it just didn't end well, you know. And ostensibly, I mean, from the outside looking in, it it appeared that the staff member didn't have a whole lot of warning. That there were maybe some signs, but not that it was that great. The situation was that grave. And before he knew it, he was just gone. So that staff member, that that leader had been actually having conversations with a, with another pastor kind of close by about possibly joining their team at some point. Things just weren't going well in that former in that other ministry. I mean, he certainly was aware of that. But during the time that they were having some very confidential discussions, the person was let go. 
So that kind of um, that gave this other pastor the liberty then to have some deeper and more detailed conversations. And long story short, it looks like they're going to be hiring the minister that the the pastor that left the one congregation and is now coming to another that's relatively close, like in the in the same town. So now it looks as if there are going to be several members, at least a lot of family members and possibly some others who move from that other fellowship where the pastor's leaving to join the new fellowship. And that new church family is going to be the, the beneficiary of some of that drama, some of those events, and um, they're going to grow possibly significantly because of not only this event, but some things that have been leading up to this. So that opened up a conversation in our group and our cohort about what happens on that side of it when you're the recipient of all of that. So how, how, how do you navigate that? That's kind of a different subject for maybe a different podcast, but how do you navigate that in a way that's going to be healthy for your church and not even do more damage to possibly to a sister church or maybe even burn a bridge with a fellow pastor? You know, that's some, that's touchy stuff, you know, but it also opened up a conversation among our pastors in that group. This, just this whole thing of, losing members and what do you do when you do and and all of that. So I just thought it'd be good to, I've been thinking about this subject anyway, to just, um, to, to share some from my own personal experience and situations that I know of. And, um, I hope this would be of help to somebody. And if you are a pastor and you've, you want to share this with some friends who you feel like, uh, would be helped by it, please, please do that. We're, we're trying to grow the influence of, uh, of what we have to say and of our ministry in this audience. And any help you guys could give me there by sharing it, I would appreciate it. So let me just share with you some kind of some big rocks. You certainly are going to go about this your own way, but I'll tell you some things, positive and negative, um, some things that I, that I think I've done all right in and a mistake that I've made along the way as well. Okay. So these are in no certain order, but let me just list what they are. Number one, uh, first of all, track track trends, okay, of of people that are, especially in high levels of leadership, trends and involvement. So this depends upon your DNA and the culture of your church, but it, it could be that there are some signs that a, a church member or a family is starting to become a little disillusioned and and uh, and disenfranchised with you personally or someone else on your team or the mission and direction that the church is going, there are some signs if they're there every time the church is open and all of a sudden their attendance is sparse or somebody that, uh, that knows confidential information like, like giving trends or records might come to you at some point or just have eyes in that world and say, hey, have you noticed any, any, any tr- downward trends or, or signs that someone may be disenfranchised or disillusioned or upset. I just like to know those things so that we can have a conversation about it. That's not always possible. And so I would just say, be careful there, but that is an indication that in a way that you might be able to get out front of some of those things. If you're used to seeing somebody all the time or have uh, frequent conversations and all of a sudden they're just not saying as much or they're not around as much. Maybe time just to touch base with that person and say, Hey man, we haven't talked in a while. Haven't seen you around as much. Let's catch up. What's going on. Um, 
So I would just say it's possible that we can head some of that off before it gets that serious. Oh, by the way, just as a, as a, as a footnote to that, it'll encourage you. I hope this is encouragement to you. Would you just accept the fact that every church has people that leaves every church? Okay, so the 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 fastest growing church in their, your community, or the one that's got a reputation for being man, that's just where people go, and there's a lot going on there, and young families are going. They're in a growing part of the community. What whatever, that might be where you serve. No matter how many people are joining a church, I promise you, people are leaving that church for various reasons. I mean, sometimes people move away. Sometimes people die. I mean, there there are there are there are reasons people leave the church that are even that are way out of your control as the leader. But no matter what, no matter the size, the place, the vision, the leader, all churches have people that leave. But this is this is one reason, uh, just just one reason that is very important to keep that mission of your church in front of your people. And the reason is that you can have some say into who leaves by making certain that your mission is clear. And that way, if someone leaves because they disagree with the mission, you know, it may, it may not be easy, but that's okay. You know, that that's all right. They, they should actually, if they're, sense of what your church, what their church, your church, the church should be is different than the direction that you're going. And that's not going to change. Then, yeah, they probably need to look. That's a lot better. Leaving for that reason is a lot better than leaving because the mission is not clear or um, that they don't know what or that or that they're frustrated because there's there's a lack of clarity or communication about the vision. They might have the same bottom line vision and mission that you do, but if it's not clear and if it's not communicated, then they would leave for the wrong reasons. But that's just one more reason to be very, very vocal and frequently say and and continue to repeat what the mission and the vision of your fellowship is. But that first one is, if you can, when you can, if you're in an environment, you can. Um, track those trends and it could be that you can that can you can reach out and just have a conversation okay so number 2 is tread lightly but in some cases you can find out why all right in other words why they're leaving i wouldn't run to someone and say hey i heard that you might be going man what's going on why why would you leave that's that's sort of bad form but when you can have honest conversations that's why i say tread lightly just have some honest conversations about why somebody's leaving. And it and it can go something like this. I find out that a family's leaving the church, or maybe they've already left. Maybe they've been gone for, you know, a few weeks and somebody or a couple of weeks and somebody finally says something. So I call them up and um I say, Hey, um, you know, I, this may or may not be true. That's why I'm talking to you personally, but I, I heard that you all may be considering joining another fellowship or that you're attending a different church. And I just wonder, man, I want to make sure that it's, that it's not because of um, your family not being ministered to or somebody saying or, or doing something that's been offensive to you, including myself. So, you know, you, you really need to do what you believe God is leading you to do. But 
I want to make sure that I'm aware of anything that I did or didn't do that's led to this decision. Some Those are my words. You use your own words. But look, I think people in general appreciate honest conversations. Now, you had to be ready because you might get dumped on. <laughs> you might you might get cussed at. You might get yelled at. You might be accused of things that you didn't do. So you, you, they may use that as an opportunity to run through a whole list of grievances or list all of your flaws. I would say, you know, like a lot of other things, have the, a backbone of steel, but a heart like Jesus. And remember that, you know, we serve an audience of one. We're not in the people-pleasing business. But I'm, I'm saying that you should tread lightly and find out why, because the, the information that you receive could be very helpful, especially if there are some blind spots that you don't know about, that's why they're blind spots, but there are trends that continue to come up. So if there are trends and patterns, that might be something to pay attention to. If it's if it's something that's one-off and uh, an outlier, then you don't want to have a knee-jerk reaction to every complaint that somebody has. But if but if there's a pattern um, that that includes an individual or a department or something about you or me. I mean, I would just say pay attention to patterns. Pay attention to those things that repeat themselves. So tread lightly, but find out why. And I'll throw in my my lead into this episode was that I had tried to talk one individual out of leaving a church one time. And that's that's true. In in all my years, and we've had believe me, a lot of people have left churches where I have served for Lots and lots of reasons. There was only one time that I said, I really wish that you would reconsider. It was a man and his wife. They were very high profile. They, in fact, this was, a, this was a, na- a nationally known person. I said, I wish that you would reconsider because I really don't believe that right now that's the healthiest thing for our church family. And that was the truth. Uh, I, I didn't believe that. And, you know, my responsibility as pastor to that local fellowship wasn't necessarily what was best just for me personally or a a preference that that couple might have had. It was the health of that particular, that body of Christ. And at that time, again, this was just my opinion, but at that time, I felt like it was not going to be a healthy thing for them to leave, even though they were leaving on very good terms and to this day, we're still friends. I I said that, but after I did it, I really had to go back and question my motives. And there's a part of me that still thinks, you know, I I still hold to that, to what I said then that I didn't believe it was the best thing for the church. But as I look back, if I'm just honest, I also know that it was impacting the way that people saw me or how they might've respected me as a leader. And that worked its way into that, um, into that mindset that I had as well. And that's why that's, if I had it to do all over again, knowing what I do now, I would not have done that because it wasn't my place to say, especially then, what that man and his wife needed to do. That wasn't my place. I can share with them. Here's what I have done um, on, on a few occasions, not all, but a few. If I could sincerely say, hey, if you ever change your mind, there's always a place for you at fill in the blank at, you know, whatever, whatever church. If I could say that and mean it and be honest, 
I've told people that, hey, you know that if something happens or you change your mind or you reconsider, there's always a place for you here. But I never said that if I did not mean it. That's that's inauthentic. It's a, it's disingenuous. It's a, it's a lie. And it's probably not the best thing ultimately for the church because there are some people that need to leave. I mentioned one prime example when they are completely on a different page and don't agree with the mission and vision of the church, then if there's no um, if there's no compromising on that, then they, they probably do just need to go ahead and go. And in a case like that, then we'll have a conversation, and it, it, but it'll sound different. It'll be, you know what, I understand, and I want to thank you for uh, the time that you've served here and the things that you've invested in in our church family, and I wish you all the best in your next church home. And I can say that with honesty, honesty and say that with integrity as well. But those are very two different or two very different conversations. One is, hey, man, there's always a place for you here. Um, the other is, uh, you know, I wish you well, but you're probably doing the right thing. Although I wouldn't say, hey, you're probably doing the right thing. I would say, man, I wish you well where you're going. And I would, and I will thank if they've served that I would that I would thank them for their years of service, no doubt. This podcast is brought to you by Pastors Leadership Network, where leaders meet together to sharpen iron and help each other grow closer to the Lord while also growing their ministries. To learn more about PLN Mastermind Groups and how you can join, be sure to visit pastorsleadershipnetwork.com. Um, all right, let me just roll through the next few of these. So there's track trends and involvement. Maybe you can head some things off, tread lightly, but fa- find out why. And then talk to others and get honest feedback. So if you, uh, if along with that conversation, there's some criticisms that you hear, then you can talk to some other people who know you and who are, are confidants, who, who maybe... The people I'm talking about are people who love you more than they love the mission of your local church. Okay, these are people, longtime friends and colleagues, or maybe 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 family members, um, maybe people. In our case, we've got a great relationship of the pastors in our cohort that are in there together, and they know that they can trust one another um, to to get, just get honest feedback. Hey, you know, I've had a couple of people that have said that this is. Um, possible scenario. You know, I've had a couple of people that have said this or said that. Be honest with me, man. Help me here. Is there any truth to that? Do you all see that in my life? Do you all see that potentially in um, in the um, DNA or the culture of my church, the church where I serve? So talk to others and get honest feedback. And again, my experience is if you do it in the right way, that that can be very, very healthy for you. And hey, man, none of us is perfect. We've all got places that we can grow, and a humble leader will certainly do that. Uh, another thing to keep in mind, this is number four. If you're listing these, we'll put these in the show notes as well. Trust God's providence. You don't know what God is doing in somebody else's life, and it could be that they just need a new challenge, and there could be a church, a different church even in your area that's lacking in leadership people to serve in areas where they're gifted and maybe just maybe God's going to just use them somewhere else. That can certainly happen the same way it happens with you, pastor, where 
that church maybe needs a new voice and you might need a new challenge and God calls you to a different church or a different city, then you trust God's providence in that way. Because sometimes it happens that nobody needs to get mad. Nobody did anything wrong. Nobody, nobody did anything that was offensive. You didn't drop the ball. It's just that God wants to use them in a different place. And man, if that happens, be thankful if that happens, that you were able to equip somebody to serve the kingdom and God saw fit to pull them up from where they were discipled and and equipped and plant them somewhere else to be used. That's just, if you have the right kind of mindset there, and and if you think with, with a kingdom mindset, that's just not much different than you sending a church planner somewhere or a missionary somewhere just to bear fruit someplace else. Okay. Number five, men take the high road. It's so tempting to be defensive or to list a whole lot of grievances that you might have against a, a, a particular person or a family that leaves that you know, but most people don't know. And man, it is so tempting to wade in there or, you know, be defensive or say things that are truthful, but that would be hurtful or that don't come from a good place. Don't burn bridges. Take the high road. If there are some things that are there, chances are other people see them too, especially the people that need to, that need to see them. So take the high road. Don't get dragged down into a, into the mud. Um, I heard a pastor say one time, sheep don't wallow. Pigs wallow. And uh, the pig likes it. All right. Most sheep, uh, they're not going to enjoy that because they shouldn't. Um, so anyway, take take the high road. And then finally, number six, this is the last one. And that is just treat it as a learning experience. Treat that when people leave the church, you may not be able to, to control or have a lot of say in who leaves or how they leave or, or the timing of it. But you have absolute control, Pastor, over how you receive it and how you react and what you learn uh, from that experience. You have full control over that. And so once again, what do you do when people leave the church? Well, track those trends and involvement along the way. So maybe there's no surprises. Tread lightly, but find out some reasons why. Maybe some blind spots. Talk to others to get some honest feedback. Trust in God's providence. Always take the high road and then treat it as a learning experience. That's it. I'm, I'm sure there are more. You could probably add uh, many to your own list, but those are just a few of the ways to respond to that. Hey, um, I'm going to wrap it up for this episode. I really do appreciate you hanging around and investing the time to listen to this. Please do share this with a friend if you feel led to do that. Check us out on leshughes.com for other, other resources. And um, if you'd give us a uh, review or rate this podcast. It would be helpful to us to get the word out. We'd appreciate that. And I'll tell you what, if if you're interested as a pastor, if you're interested in um, any of our pastor's cohorts and what that looks like and and um, what, are, what are the benefits of it, if you'll just email me at less at leshughes.com, L-E-S at L-E-S-H-U-G-H-E-S.com, I'd be glad to 
I, I, I personally answer all those emails, and I'll be glad to answer any questions that you have about our pastor's cohorts. So, man, have a great day. Have a great week. And I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Pastors Leadership Podcast. If you appreciate what you've just heard, you can say thanks by leaving us a review on iTunes or share it with other ministry leaders. Be sure to visit the show notes for all links and resources mentioned in this episode. And to learn more about PLN Mastermind Groups, check us out at pastorsleadershipnetwork.com.